0: Hello and welcome to A Star to Steer Her By. More of this star thing. We're still doing the Deep Space Nine. We're still covering all of that on episode two hundred and twelve. Woo! Yeah! I can't believe I can't believe how many episodes this is. It's out of it is it's out of kind control. of insane. It's a lot of episodes. It's more chaos every week. Speaking of chaos every week, this is Ames. This is Caitlin.
1: Jake. And the Scarlet Witch. I mean, Chris. I'm and James. Yes, James.
0: And our special guest is here. Our special Yay. guest Ferengi, James Rossi.
2: <laughs> Sorry, I didn't he's, mean to step on you. He's too either.
3: tall to be a Ferengi. I
2: am. <laughs> my teeth are well, too nice. They're not
3: great, but they're nice. That's also true.
0: Uh, so what it's are we talking bar, about? a bar, but. <laughs> With our guest this week, we're talking about some season six episodes, statistical probabilities, and the magnificent Ferengi. And I am (laughs) greatly, greatly regretting being the one to intro this week because these are two minefields for me. I'm gonna, okay, we're gonna gonna talk statistical probabilities. I'm gonna try not to offend these people because they're impossible.
3: Oh, I liked them. When you say these people, do you mean the rest of us or do you mean. Of course. Oh, okay. I
1: mean, I think the very depiction is pretty much offensive. So you're just. Yes. You're just describing the episode as is.
0: Good. All right. That that might make it easier because holy fucking crap. We're gonna start off. This bitch, Dr. Karen Lowe's, comes on. (laughs) This bitch. (laughs) And she decides to unload her batch of psych ward patients on Dr. Bashir. She's like, I can't deal with these people anymore. Bashir, you're also augmented. Here's some assholes.
3: It's like Marge abandoning the family to go to like a motel where she can read and drink wine in a fucking bathtub. Yeah, Ranger Relaxo.
1: Out. That was an episode. I'm
3: out of here. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. It's, it is that episode. It Marge sucks. from
0: The Simpsons? Yeah. I don't remember this episode. Oh, that's an old one.
3: Yeah, it's an early one.
0: I should rewatch one of these days, but that would take many years. <laughs>
3: We could do a podcast about it. I'm sure there aren't 3,000 of those.
0: Zero. There are zero of those because none of them can get through at all. Uh, so, anyway, we're, we're introduced to this group of assholes. Sorry. Genetically engineered humans who <laughs> genetically nice. engineered assholes really, really haven't taken to the genetic engineering. Who we're keeping oh. in the cargo bay, you know, in case we get fed up with them and decide to space them.
3: <laughs> Time to jettison these motherfuckers.
0: All right, all right. So, Yo, alert. <laughs> so there's Jack. <laughs> who's this manic Short, ball short sack. for jackass. Yeah, who physically cannot stop talking or he'll explode. Mm-hmm. There's Lauren, the nymphomaniac, who physically cannot get out of the bed just in case there's a chance she'll get plowed.
3: And also physically, like, can't move her teeth apart. Did you notice <laughs> that? She, like, never is not smiling
0: wow. in a sultry
3: fashion whilst talking.
0: There's Patrick, who's just kind of frumpy. But otherwise seems like a nice enough guy. Yeah. The poor bastard has bitch tits, and
3: they throw him in 24th century gray sweatpants. Oh, yeah, the
0: outfit was bad. What the yeah, fuck? Yeah, that was
2: very unflattering. It's, uh, you
3: know, it's, like, pretty upsetting to me as a fat woman that uh, fashion is not going to fucking improve for the people of size in the 24th century. This is horse shit.
0: Damn. And finally, there's Serena who physically cannot talk because we ran out of quirks to give these assholes. Sorry, genetically engineered humans.
3: She does give good face, though.
0: We'll get to her. I had many problems with Serena that we'll get to way, way, way later. So the idea here seems to be to rub in their faces how well-adjusted Bashir is.
1: Yeah. It's
0: like, look, there's one that came out okay. You (laughs) guys can do it too. (laughs) Why can't you be more like this guy? (laughs) It's really kind of sad. And yeah. things aren't going well with them until Bashir needs to tune in live to watch a Damar address, because uh, I guess he's Damar's biggest fan or something. He's like, he's got it 3 p.m. today. I have to watch no matter what I'm doing at the time. What? I'm he's dealing with a- these assholes? Turn <laughs> it on. He's got
3: his big Damar foam finger. <laughs> <laughs> it says you're number two, but he's crossed it out and written in one. Like, yes, yes. And- <laughs>
0: Oh, which must be Jake's new favorite thing. I know how big a fan of Damar you are, Jake.
3: Oh, I thought you meant of number two.
0: Jake's just waiting for me to finish the synopsis because he want, doesn't want it to dig as long as it's taking. So anyway, as we're ta- watching the Demar speech, talking about, like, a request for peace negotiations, all the assholes, and I'm just going to call them assholes from now on. Sure. They're able Jesus. to intuit from his speech literally everything about his life. Like, they know his favorite color. They know where he, like, stayed, went for a vacation as a boy. They figured out everything just by watching this one speech and they realize, okay, what if you let us watch the hollow reenactment, which was kind of cool, of the peace negotiations and they're able to piece together that the the Dominion really just wants some planet in the Cabrel system to make more white so the Jem'Hadar can, you know, get the white or not go bonkers and kill everybody. And if the Dominion don't get this planet, they're Mm. just going to, you know, kill the, the Federation anyway. So we might as well give it to them. So we realize, okay, we'll just keep listening to these assholes, because they seem to have been right this time. And the episode sort of turns into devs, which is that show Jake and I watched a while back that kind of is about predicting the future.
4: Mm.
0: To, you know, find this algorithm, predict the future, and they determine, we should just surrender, because there's no way to win. (laughs) And Cisco does not accept this, because predicting the future is stupid and it certainly won't work, so he doesn't agree that we should surrender. So the assholes, again, just calling them assholes, they knock out Bashir and escape so that they can go make a deal with the Dominion themselves because they're the authorities all of a sudden. You know, with the assumption that, okay, we'll just help the Dominion cross the Federation faster so there are fewer casualties. But the one thing that that dickweed jack didn't predict was that Serena, an individual who everyone had forgotten was a character because she wasn't one, would let Bashir free, proving their algorithm is hot garbage. And we spaced Jack. The end. God, I wish we spaced Jack.
3: But here's how it really happened.
0: Everything yeah. except
3: date spacing. Uh, Jack. God, I so, wish. So before we get
1: into so much that was wrong. Let's talk briefly about the fact that there is a completely different dynamic between Wayun and Damar than there was between Wayun and Dukat.
3: Oh, yeah, Wayun is making a bitch of Demar. No, I mean,
1: yeah. I, but it, it's still, it's very interesting to see because up until now, we've only ever seen Wayun being sort of... Is obsequious the word I want? It's like humoring. Yeah, you know, with with... Dukat, there was always that sort of tense, like, keep smiling sort of thing and this and that. Whereas, like, with Damar, probably because of just how badly things went with Dukat, he is much more willing to just be like, would you just, I will replace you. I think
4: think that Wei Yun realizes that Damar is just a
1: weaker individual than Dukat was. and he can do that. And he just killed Um, a
0: princess. Come on.
1: Yeah, yeah. But it was, you know, it was nice, yeah, you know, it was nice to see that they gave them a different dynamic instead of trying to recreate the previous one, because that wouldn't have made sense. No. Because Damar is a different guy.
4: Yeah, Damar is like the pushover version of Ducat that the Dominion can more easily control.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious if Damar even really wants power, or if he just kinda like wanted to just stay alive. I think it's just the
1: stay alive. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's someone that would have been very happy to be like near the you know, like I think he's happier to be next to the guy in power than be the guy in power. Yeah.
4: I think he figured before that, oh, I'll just hitch my wagon to Dukat and and
3: I'll just ride him to the top. Right. You <laughs> reap the benefits without having to bear any of the responsibility or danger. Yeah. How yeah, soon do we see
0: Dukat again? Because I miss him. Not uh, soon I
3: enough. We'll next week, I next think. Next
1: week, yeah.
0: <gasps> I'm excited. Well,
3: it's still not soon enough, but it's as <laughs> close to soon enough as we're gonna get.
1: But yeah, and yeah, it's because yeah, I think with you know, not a ton of scenes with them, you know, we, we see the dynamic. I think they do get across very well that Damar is like just completely out of his depth. Mm-hmm. But also again, like like you said, probably not even so much time it's not a place he wanted to be in the first place. And then you know Odo shows up and...
0: And Wayu and crushes goes, all over him, and yeah, I loved it.
1: Goes full fanboy.
3: Oh, they're so cute. God, what did Odo say? He's like, I know it's an honor to be in my yeah. presence, or whatever he <laughs> says, yeah. or I honor you with my presence. <laughs> I did
1: kind of want DeMar to say, yeah, when when he said, you know, uh, waiting for who, or whatever. And Odo was like, I thought you'd say that. I really wanted to go like, no, like, legitimately, I'm still not clear who I'm meaning. For all I knew, it was you. I. That's true. Yeah, what I, do, I do, like,
2: I do like that Damar is like he's such a figurehead that like he's literally just there to look pretty and yeah. absolutely nothing else cuz we, Wey- do that have...
3: as well as gold right. <laughs> right but
2: yeah so Weyoun, he's just Weyoun, there to look not yeah. telling telling Demar like oh we're going to go we're going to go get some intel he's just like we're going to go meet somebody Damar shows up it's just like what is happening
0: <laughs> I mean it also took me by surprise that you know the addressing the the federation with a hey, let's talk peace treaty so that, you know, we can end this war thing. That'd be nice. That was a little surprising until you realize, oh, right, yeah, their Hadar are all still ticking time bombs. Yeah. Like, they need White Bad.
1: Yeah, I mean, mean, because, I mean, the minefield is down now, but the Federation also has the station again, so it's probably hard to freely get ships through still. Yeah, I I think it's probably still essentially blockaded.
2: Although the mines were good because they were un like they were just automatic, you know, didn't yeah. require any upkeep really and so now there's probably actually ships that could theoretically get called away
1: to something else. What they should just do, I mean like I imagine their their purely scientific missions are on the back burner right now. So instead of rebuilding all the mines, just park all their oberths <laughs> at the They'll mouth of the wormhole anyway. Exactly. So it's, you know, ready-made minds make sure to get the crews off if you really care that much what i want to
4: know is how the fuck weyoon and damar have free run of deep space nine to like why aren't they just yeah under guard and being escorted around right you know They they could just you know if they were able to go into some random storage closet well, uh, as they both as we, know the station.
1: As we discover next episode, they don't even lock the door from the Jeffrey's tube into Cisco's office.
4: <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> like, like Damar Demar and Wei Yun could have just snuck into Cisco's office and garroted him, you know? Yeah.
2: I've been listening to the podcast from the beginning, actually. Ooh. And uh in the, in to, in TOS so in TOS you make so many big deals about how bad the security is on the enterprise.
3: That's true it's just
2: this is just carrying on the fine tradition of Starfleet having just absolutely no security
1: whatsoever. it's just it's, it's so much worse though because like Odo should be better than that in theory.
0: Yeah, he's also super, super familiar with the station, having served on it under the Cardassians, and under the Federation, and under the Dominion, and under the Federation again. And just on his own a couple of times.
1: Yes, I do think we even outright named an episode, The Enterprise Needs Better Security. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (sighs) So, yeah, but the actual... um... Meat and potatoes of this yep. deeply uncomfortable episode. I'm going to
0: start off by saying that the original idea was a little different. Because instead of a bunch of people with various problems that the like the the genetic engineering seems to have done with them. They were originally originally just going to be a think tank of people who were genetically engineered who come in to think out the war problem.
3: Hmm. That yeah. when they been kept
0: less awful probably. Yeah. yeah let's, p- ma- let's
4: make this about let's make fun of disabled people.
0: Yeah, but when yeah. they started giving them personalities, the personality started taking over and that wouldn't work anymore. Like Slutsky McGee here just kept fucking everyone. So, Ugh. like,
3: what happened was is the inmates started running the madhouse, both in the episode and outside of the episode in real life, <laughs> apparently. It seems
0: that way. That's.
2: Wow. I mean, I think one of my biggest issues is just like these people don't have that much that's wrong with them. Jack, like, Jack does have his violent outbursts. Yeah, that was the weird. one time, which which almost Twice. seems like it was written in as like an excuse to be no, like, no, oh, see,
1: he really is bad. There, there there, were two. He uh, purposely jammed the broken pad onto the doctor's hand. Oh, and then yeah. he threatens
3: to break Serena's neck. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah. and did it just seems to me that... Yes, oh, that's yeah, that's right. Three times. Oh, yeah. I know, who hasn't to me wanted that, to punch Julian? That, Sorry, uh, Jake. Go ahead, hon.
4: That um, the... You know, the, this whole idea that, that the Federation and is compassionate and things, and, and then they've just basically put these people into a home.
1: Yeah, yeah. no, that that was a thing that stood out to me.
2: Yeah, it's it's not their fault. Like basically nope. everything that Julian says is absolutely true. Yep. Like he actually does have a pretty a pretty good read on a lot of it. And I, and I I kind of wonder like I I give the writers some credit on certain things, but like I can't tell if they genuinely think that the treatment of these four people is is, is abhorrent or not because it's abhorrent It's absolutely unacceptable. There's
0: a little bit of commentary on that when they decide to put them in the cargo bay of look how badly we're of just, you know, you can look at it from a a perspective of of look how badly they're treating these people. They're keeping them in cargo bay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, When realistically in the writing of it, they did that because they just needed a place that had a lot of room for them to do all the physicality stuff they needed to do. Yeah instead of, like, a boardroom or, like, a, a room with a big table in it or something. Because then, you know, yeah. Jack couldn't do his flip in there, and we couldn't yeah. have more. Patrick couldn't
3: walk with himself.
0: <laughs> and and Serena couldn't be split on a table the whole time.
3: Yeah, like, they
1: they could have, you know, just had been like, this is the meeting place, but they all have their own quarters. But yeah, it ultimately became, these are their quarters. As far as you can tell, there's one bed, and What's-Her-Name never leaves it, so no one else gets to sleep. But even just the whole idea is like, you know, it's easy to miss, but the way they talk about it, these four are folks who like were genetically enhanced, but the enhancement kind of fucked them up. And they were separated from Genpop at the Institute. So presumably this Institute, which is that's a vague fucking title, (laughs) which is run by Starfleet, apparently not the Federation, because it's a Starfleet doctor that brings them. They're like, we're going to separate these four folks from Gen Pop because they're different. What are they doing with the rest of these genetically enhanced individuals? How many people are deciding it's worth breaking this law to enhance their kids that enough of them exist that there is an institute? How many do they not know of? Lift the fucking restriction already. It's idiotic.
3: But why would the institute you think the institute is only genetically enhanced people?
1: That's what they said, I thought. That that it was where...
3: They said uh, that that's where they were, but I didn't get the impression that was the only thing happening there.
4: Yeah, I thought the Institute was
1: like 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 a a mental hospital. Oh, okay. You know, like institutionalized. Or maybe they were doing wacky experiments on them and it's the Daystrom Institute. Well,
3: I don't think they were... They at least weren't doing it to these people because these people thought they were going to have experiments done to them when they got moved to Deep Space Nine.
2: I mean, I feel like they have every experience. reason to think that. They've been...
3: Yeah. They've essentially been isolated for decades.
1: Yeah. yeah.
2: Like, Which, like, just locked like locked away to pretend like you don't exist, you know, in case one of them becomes the next con. When, like, there's... And there's really not even all that much wrong with, with them.
0: With most of them. Jack, I can see getting spaced.
4: So, here's here's the dark... <laughs> Here's the dark interpretation of the institute. <gasps> Give
0: it to me. I love it. So already. we've
4: seen we've seen Earth. It's Firefly. It's, it's a fucking paradise, and and mm-hmm. they talk constantly about what a paradise it is. How and I can imagine that you know Federation or whoever ru- you know r- operates Earth is like, well, having you know homeless people or crazy people just kind of roaming the streets mm. kind of ruins the image of the paradise. So why don't we just like put them on an island. So
0: it's past tense.
3: I was going to say it's it's the people who were involved in the bell riots, but instead of like treating them like dog shit on planet, they shipped them somewhere else.
4: Yeah. That's like fuck. I can see that. I, you know, it's just like, well, you know, we can't these people can't function in polite society and we're not going to treat them, so let's just get rid of them.
2: I think the worst part is like I I know I've said it before, but like they're not that bad. These these people absolutely can exist in society.
3: Well, especially, again, especially, like, Patrick and Lauren and Serena. Like, I do sort of feel like Jack would probably get himself killed because he's such an annoying dickhead. But, and he's dangerous. I mean, he could hurt someone. But I feel like Lauren would be a hit at the parties. (laughs) Yeah, like, since when is it a crime to be a skank, you know? Well, for women, it's always been a crime to be a skank. Um, But this is the future. Yeah, you're right. I mean, we have Risa in the future.
1: It's Rick Berman's future, though. Oh,
3: no. I do worry about Patrick. I feel like somebody would take advantage of him.
0: I think Patrick is smarter, though. Patrick's not stupid. No, he's
3: emotionally very intelligent, but he just... I felt the whole... Like, from the beginning, when they started, like, talking with him, I felt like they were trying to make him look like he was intellectually disabled, while not while also being a super genius like it felt really well you know, it feels more like, a like a rain th- man
4: type thing like
3: childlike yeah, yeah. I, I just that for me was really uncomfortable like i really yeah. i am, actually had, like, enjoyed the character but i was just kind of like this feels icky
1: and like is that really a side effect of the genetic enhancement or is it because they threw him in an institute when he was a child well
3: i mean consider that both. I say both. Below, below average intelligence was why Bashir got enhanced. So, right? Like, didn't they say that yeah, he was Yeah, but now basically... this guy's
1: post-enhanced, and they're like, oh yeah, he's kind of...
3: But the it... argument is that they're there because something went wrong with the enhancement. Yeah,
1: and I don't, I don't know that I believe them. I don't believe much Starfleet says when it comes to the genetically enhanced population.
3: Well, that's fair, but I just, like... Because there was a time when they were at home, and their parents chose to get them out of the house. I'm not yeah. saying that's a good thing, but... And then the unquestioned
1: military rulers of the Federation threw him in prison.
3: Yeah, I just, it's, I don't know. it's it makes This show ha-
1: really makes you hate the Federation.
3: Yeah, True. it is doing a good job of that.
0: Yeah, they did something with Serena that bothered me an awful lot, because there were some interesting elements that I read about in terms of, like, how the actress played Serena, because they said, like, okay, the idea with you is going to be that you're fucking brilliant. You know, after all this engineering, you're fucking brilliant, but it's like everything is always going too fast for you to actually be able to do anything about it. So you're just kind of stuck in this catatonic state of you know everything, but it's too much. And so So she's she's stuck in this catatonic state. Say again?
4: So she's an autistic person. like that's Perhaps. That's kind of how I've heard autism described where it's like the, the sensory input just overloads your brain. So you can't,
1: you know, function. Well, I felt, um,
3: sorry. Go ahead, Jake. No,
4: that was, that was all I had to say.
1: Yeah. Then me, you and James started talking at the
2: same oh, time. It was me
3: and you and James. <laughs> yeah. Okay.
2: James first. No, I know. I definitely like, it's like, I get a touch of that. Like if there's just like, sometimes it's just even like a single noise. If it just goes, it's just like my brain just shuts down. Like it's, it's, doesn't even necessarily take a whole lot. Um, and like, so there there is like some kind of connection there.
3: Well, we saw this with these folks, too, because there was the buzzing noise that was driving all of them nuts. Oh, yeah, yeah. it was like that. a huge thing. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I'm not saying I don't like it. I just I'm just agreeing that like, you know, if we're talking about the overstimulated thing that that fits into that.
1: Especially you know, if it's like surrounded by stuff that they can only hear because they've got crazy good hearing.
4: Well, either um. that or just Miles has crazy bad
3: hearing because of <laughs> all the screaming he endures. <laughs> all the potatoes he has stuffed in his ears. Well, they're also in the cargo bay where it
0: doesn't matter what the noise is usually because no one like, lives in there.
1: <laughs> well, that or he actually just has a persistent ring in his ears from the last war he was involved in.
3: You know, he doesn't oh, even yeah, know. he, he like, must have well, such I, tinnitus, huh? I, I
1: got to sleep with a fucking fan on... I, I The other thing, too, with Serena, I was sitting there thinking, like, man, if she suddenly whips out some kung fu, she'd just be a Joss Whedon character. Yeah.
3: I was thinking that, too. <laughs> I was waiting for her to go, f- go full river or whatever the fuck her name was.
0: Yeah. There was river? a scene. Yeah. Yeah. There was a scene, the scene where she's supposed to, you know, free Bashir from being tied up in the cargo bay in which she actually had lines. But they were cut because the episode was running too long. And they realized, you know, it would be more effective to just see... To not know that she was going to do it, and then the next scene it's revealed that she did it. But the poor actress goes home and t- to watch the episode with her family when it's, when it's aired, and she's like, look, I'm going to have lines. Uh, oh, oh. I, don't have, I don't have any lines. Zero lines.
3: <laughs> yeah, see, because I didn't understand that the idea with her was that she couldn't talk. I thought the idea was that she wouldn't talk. Like, cause at one point, Because at one point Bashir's trying to talk to
0: her, and one of them
3: says, she won't answer you.
0: They kind and, of forgot to finish her character, I feel, and for most mm. of the for most of the episode, especially in the ending, where you know she's the device that, un, that that frees Bashir. She's a prop. She's mainly there to be a prop of the the thing we needed the, in this particular scene to do a thing. She's not a character.
3: And also, she apparently like is carrying a torch for Jack, uh, which that's. It. Here's the why? thing. Let's
1: be fair. <laughs> this... When he's not talking, he's not bad to look at.
0: He can do a flip.
3: He can do a flip. He can do a flip. Can you do that? Uh... He did a flip!
0: <laughs> yeah, I didn't need her being thirsty at Jack and her, like, one motivation that she did was, well, if something goes wrong, you'll never see Jack again, and that's why she does, that's why she helps Bashir. Dumb. Yeah. didn't like that.
3: Very yeah, well. like, yeah. I
1: get that they were going for, like, that there are things you can't calculate for, but... I wish they thought of something better. That's what I'm thinking the whole time, though, is like, you know, when they're talking about their doomsday prediction, I wanted to be like, did anyone tell them about the magic wormhole people?
3: (laughs) Because, yeah, Yeah. they will literally deus ex that shit. Like, because if they don't know about that, that's
1: a real hopper. Yeah,
4: I also think that they the writers missed an opportunity to have them use their superpowers as part of their escape attempt like i mean yeah. jack jack uses his violence and flip but you know you you could have had you know patrick you know hotwire a door or something you know and, and we could have seen that oh yeah cuz we they established earlier the episode that he has like mer- mechanical intuition you know yeah, yeah that's identify what was wrong and you know maybe maybe this slutty one uses her slut sluttiness to seduce <laughs> no. somebody and then they Oy. knock out a guard i don't know Oy. but but we've established that the that they have their superpowers but they just they we don't use them at the moment in the episode when you would use that kind of thing
1: that's i mean presumably tough. they had to since as far as we know they're locked in there. Large, cavernous, probably kind of chilly home. Locked in or Starfleet wanna... locked in?
2: Yeah, I would right. like liked to,
0: to have seen it, though. That's a good point, Jake.
1: Yeah, no, you're right.
3: They didn't. They had to cut time for a couple of lines that Serena was supposed to have. They don't have time to show you a montage Fair. of magic powers. Oy. I actually thought, as much as I didn't, like, I wasn't super impressed by the character of Serena, I felt like the actress did a really good job portraying a pretty, like, decent number of feelings and thoughts... Without actually ever speaking at us, so I think she gets props at least.
0: Yeah, like the idea is great, and like the actor is fine. I I believe we're going to see more of her at some point, or 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 so a book tells me.
3: The character yeah. or the actress? The character.
0: Yeah. Oh, interesting.
2: Um, it's a pretty problematic trope, but oh, that's, oh, no. that's for a different well, episode. Oh something no. to look
3: forward to then.
2: Yeah, it's 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 the whole like. You know, no,
3: no, don't tell me. I don't want to I, I don't I, I be say, spoiled say, for disgusting
2: it. tropes. I won't say it.
0: We'll have yeah, you do on for that, like, that episode, Rossi.
1: <laughs> I do feel like the, the characters are, again, very dated, deeply uncomfortable representations of, you know, like different, like, you know, either disabilities or just different ways of being. But all the actors, you know, were pretty committed.
3: Oh, yeah. I thought Jack did a great job. Like, even though I fucking hate oh, him. Oh, you want to kill His actor him. was incredible. Like, it, holding on to that character that all whole time must have been... I'm sure he was exhausting. annoying himself. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I, like, I was like, God, if this guy was around... If this character was a person today, he would have, like, a full back tattoo of just all the Jokers. Oh, no. And, like, we live in a society underneath or whatever. Ironically.
3: He kind of reminds me almost of, like, Klaus a little bit. Klaus? From, um... The Umbrella Academy? Never seen it. I feel like not I got either. some Klausy vibes. Don't know. Mostly a the little, manicness. yeah, a touch, but not, yeah, I mean, not like a ton, but a little. But the thing is, like, you feel like does uh, Starfleet not fucking have Adderall?
0: Give the man some fucking speed and chill him out. Maybe they don't. Maybe they don't they don't do that kind of medical practice anymore maybe it's well, maybe all that's just all he needs The w- w- wand over the face up oh, can't do anything about <sighs> you because we w- don't believe in this <laughs> I
3: mean
2: maybe well, yeah, the magic maybe... wand didn't work we'll just lock you
1: away alone for 50 <laughs> <Yeah>. years
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: we could try this old medicine that we used to have instead nope maybe, sorry
1: maybe he's allergic to it. next five
3: I didn't say anything about his eyes I know I...
2: <laughs> one thing that I thought was interesting with Jack is like for for as much as he's kind of a jerk and a little like up when It's not always appropriate. Like the whole reason he's doing what he does later in the episode where he's where he's trying to basically have Starfleet surrender. And since Starfleet refused to do that, he was like, all right, well, we'll just go give the Dominion all the information we have and then they can just win is that he really is trying to do the right thing. Just he has a very different point of view. for what's going on? um because like in in his mind what he's doing is saving 900 billion lives in his
0: mind though because that's the other thing is with this with this future prediction thing like there's a a not like a i think it's a um asimov series that this idea is based off of in terms of predicting the future but if you predict the future in a way that's all about like what groups of people would do in a situation sure that can be fairly accurate what they don't have any ability to predict is the is the ability of an individual to make any change so in this case you know serena makes a big change in the asimov series like an individual makes a big change that affects everything
1: yeah butterfly beat its wings and all that all that also you know can't blame him i bet life under the dominion for him would be little different than it is on Might be better. Yeah. Dominion would probably find him very useful and valuable and, yeah. you know, let him go outside. And we know they're very good at genetic engineering. They could maybe, like, clone chill him,
3: him out. Listen, James, let's not be hyperbolic. I'm sure they're allowed a half hour of outside time in some <laughs> fenced-in area.
1: I almost kind of wish there was a little bit of a revenge angle from him, you know? But... That
3: would but make no, it, that, but, I
2: mean, that's that's one of the things that I think that is interesting for a bad guy, though. I yeah. Guess. For as for as much as he's a jerk, he's a good person. Like, yeah, he's just and looking he, at things he is, and- like he is compassionate. Like, yeah. Yeah, well, no, I
3: just- would. I would argue that what he's doing actually is like attention seeking. Like, remember that he was a child when he was locked away from the rest of humanity. So he's probably never gotten over those like negative attention seeking things that kids do like any any uh, attention is good attention even bad attention
2: i mean it. i thought it seemed pretty genuine that like his yeah. goal his goal is to truncate the war as much as possible and like regard so so regardless of whether you'd like believe the validity of the the future prediction stuff one of the things that they go into with it is that like they predict it far enough into the future where they're like okay the dominion will win the dominion will rule over the alpha quadrant but only for like 300 years or something like that and then like they know regardless of whether you think they're right or not they know that a resistance will then form up and overthrow the dominion liberating them
0: well we'll just have to see if what they say comes true
2: right but that's not the point the point is they think that is that if we do this we will save 90 or 900 billion however however much the number actually was 900 like, billion 900 billion lives now yeah. they will get to survive and yeah. in the future not only will 900 billion people survive now in the future we know for a
1: fact things will get better be even a if glorious, we won't get to see it a glorious super federation that lasts thousands of years <laughs> i mean maybe maybe that's also a bad ending but yeah.
3: <laughs> well i have two questions one how many of those 900 billion are jem hadar I mean, and I guess it depends
2: on if you think that matters or not.
3: It does. To lives Starfleet, I'm sure lives. it does. Well, yeah, but again, from a Starfleet perspective. Especially I, the
1: Admirals, they
2: are I think, heartless. If I think it's
3: 800 can, billion Hadar, I'm sure they'd be down.
2: <laughs> I think one can assume that, they, that those are Federation lives or Alpha yeah. Quadrant lives. Yeah.
3: Well, okay, fair enough. Okay, second question. Serena was the one who figured out that the reason why the Dominion wanted that planet was because so they could get their, like, trippy, psychotropic mushrooms to help make the white. Why wasn't it a bigger deal that they knew how to make the... That she figured out how to make white? Hasn't making white been, like, this huge mystery since the first time we met Gem well, maybe- Hadar? She seems to have cracked the code and they don't even fucking, like discuss it for even a second
4: well maybe they 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 don't know how to make it necessarily but they know that that's one of the ingredients
3: well i mean she i don't i don't know that it is, seems it yeah, seems that's to me a that very they, good point. they didn't know and now it seems like <laughs> she figured it out in two minutes to the and was able to be like well this is why they want this planet because these mushrooms grow there that they use well I, I don't
1: i don't know that they don't know how to make white they don't know how to break the addiction to it the Gem Hadar don't know how to make it cuz if they did that would
3: I thought fuck that the everything. first time we met the Gem Hadar Julian was trying and trying and trying and trying to figure out what the white was and he couldn't do it. Yeah,
4: well yeah, when they had that that uh kid Gem Hadar they couldn't figure out how to
1: But didn't fit. he... cuz he found something cuz he realized what protein strands were missing. Yeah, yeah, so I do not think he was equivalent? able to synthesize
4: it. That's why they eventually had to
1: uh, Okay. Do I don't think we ever see that
2: Gem Hadar child ever again.
0: No. That is he's hugely already,
2: disappointing. He's already served in the
1: war and been killed.
0: Yeah, no, no, that's, say, that's they the don't thing live past is like seven. So he's that dead. was that long was long dead.
2: enough
1: that he'd be an adult now. Like, yeah, yeah, no, and there's a very good chance he's already died on the front lines.
2: Yeah, that would have been a cool come callback story.
1: Yeah.
0: No, we're not about those. We're about stupid <laughs> comeback stories like Mirror <laughs> Uh Here's another. Here's another question about the future prediction. What do the Bajoran orbs have to say? <laughs> Yeah. I, that's what I mean. Do they, does anyone told
1: them about the magic aliens that live in a space sphincter? Because that's a big thing.
0: I mean, we've already been predicting the future is what, what I'm saying.
1: That's a good point. They probably point. conflict. I will say their data, though, does sort of overlap with Dominion predictions. Because one of the things Wayne did say at one point is that they wanted to sterilize the Earth after they took over... Because they feel if a rebellion would start anywhere, it would be from Earth.
0: Fucking Earth, and that is, man.
1: And that is also the center of the rebellion in their prediction.
4: Hmm. But you know, well, the, the sh- truth is, having known several humans in my life, I think as long as the Dominion keeps the porn flowing and the food flowing... Yeah. And keeps... American Idol on TV. So
0: so bread and circuses is what you're saying.
4: Exactly. (laughs) As long as they give people their bread and circuses and porn, then I don't think there will be
1: a rebellion. So
0: leave Quarks open. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, I would love to see...
1: We've never seen what life is under the Dominion. We've only seen what life is if you resist. I'd like just to be shown more of what life is like. Yeah. On the average planet that just took it.
0: I don't think Starfleet would be unbiased, is the thing. I think I think they would make sure to make sure to make it clear that the Dominion is oppressive.
4: Oh yeah, no, I know. Yeah, and I'm sure you know. It sounds like it wouldn't be great
1: to be. Yeah, part but it would just be Dominion. it would be nice to actually be shown it. Hmm. Just even uh, just once, because like I said, all we've seen so far is like there was that planet that got. Super fucked by that virus because they put up a resistance. Yeah, oh, um, right. the
4: quickening. Well, there's, finding, the, right? there's the there's the wine people, and there's yeah. The- I was, I was yeah. gonna say like in and in the, the earlier people. seasons,
2: we did meet civilizations and stuff that were like not being actively destroyed. <laughs> so it like if you take that into context, it's kind of like you just kind of go about your business and you just don't mess with anything that the Dominion actually wants. And if the Dominion wants it, you give it to them. Yeah. And that's it. And then otherwise, they have the standard founder disinterest in what's going on. But that's also taking stuff from the first season, like the Tula, Berry, Wine folk. Like, they just were doing yeah. their thing. It didn't seem like they were being oppressed exactly. Well, I can't and remember,
1: were they actually part of the Dominion, or were they just trading partners with them?
2: I would say that they are in the Delta Quadrant. They are part of the Dominion. I Gamma, think... Gamma Quadrant. Gamma quadrant,
1: whichever quadrant? You, quadrant you pulled, you pulled yeah. a me.
4: Yeah, you rotated at ninety degrees. God, I'm too. such a fool. Um, <laughs> but yeah. well, if the Tula Berry Wine people, I don't, I don't know if it was established that they were part of the Dominion, but the, the like the guy that wanted to buy Kira's earring, like, yeah, they, they were definitely part of the Dominion because uh, they said that, I believe.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Ah, But they they only
4: but they even said how like, oh, well, we only ever deal with the Vorta. We don't. Yeah, we don't talk to we don't know who the founders are. Yeah.
1: Should the founders have been a planet of Dave from Wendy's? Why? No, because
4: it says because he's the founder of Wendy's.
0: God damn it. Okay, okay. I can't find I can't find a natural segue to get out of this. So let's talk about the magnificent Ferengi.
3: <laughs> well done.
0: There was a segue a moment ago when I was talking about keeping Quarks open. Let's let's backtrack. Let's keep Quarks open and talk about Ferengi some more. Ooh! All right. Yeah. Oh, the magnificent Ferengi. I have yeah. I have the most varied thoughts on the magnificent Ferengi, <laughs> but let's let's synopsize it quickly. Quark gets. I'm going to skip a, skip a little bit here. Quark gets the news that the Dominion has kidnapped Moogie. For reasons that are never clear, aside from that they needed to give us some plot. So mm-hmm. just, we're just going to go with that, even though it doesn't make a ton of sense. Quark and Rom from a previous scene are already kind of feeling diminished by Starfleet personnel being cooler than them. So they decide we're going to be cool, too. Now is the most appropriate time to show them, show them <laughs> that Ferengi can take this on all by ourselves by forming an all-Ferengi SWAT team to rescue Moogie. So we do a Magnificent Seven thing of rounding up the team. We do the finger thing and all the stuff. We get Nog, who we all know and love. We conscript my my new best friend, Lek, who I adored. Because he just really wants to kill things, and I loved him. We release Gala from some prison cell where he's been rotting. And Brunt, formerly Brunt FCA, he comes along because he's hoping to get in good with Zek again. Uh, and I guess we couldn't think of a 7th Ferengi to really make this the Magnificent 7 thing really come home.
1: Moogie is the 7th Ferengi.
0: I thought they should have brought back Pell, but I say that every yeah. week.
3: Yeah, that would have been awesome. Yeah, I love her.
0: All right, so we, we've got our team. Everything's going to go great. We get the funniest scene in the show when the Ferengi are doing <laughs> battle training in the holodeck and failing in the most utter ways. Yep. Like, that'll be fun. And Rom has the second brilliant idea he's ever had in his life. When he yeah. says, <laughs> Brother, we're Ferengi, even though most of us really aren't all that Ferengi, to be completely honest. Um, we should treat this like a business deal. And they say, aha, that's a much better way to do this episode, because, fuck, you know, action is boring. So, Jesus fucking goddamn Christ. Cisco pulls a Cisco and <clears throat> does the least captive thing he can do. And releases Kivon, that Vorda that we captured in Rocks and Shoals, into Quark's custody for a prisoner exchange. Instead of Cisco, like, providing backup or offering to help in these very, very deadly negotiations with the Dominion. But, you know, Cisco's got a Cisco. All right, so we're gonna make the prisoner cha- cha- exchange over on Empach Nor because it's a set we already have.
1: <laughs> That's what I said.
0: <laughs> you did. Can confirm. Uh, and things are going about as well as you'd expect. Incredibly poorly. Uh, we meet Iggy Pop, who seems to think he's a <laughs> vorder for some reason. And he and Quark are doing the negotiating for the prisoner handoff. But somewhere in the middle of all this, Rom pulls a Rom and fucks up fucking everything when he blurts out that Zek had offered more Latinum than Quark had hold. everybody about. Mm-hmm. All the Ferengi mutiny, because of course they do, because they're actually very Ferengi at heart, and they accidentally kill Kivon! <laughs> God damn it, Rom! All right, so we're going to well, scratch. No, I thought Gala did it. Well, yeah, yeah, but it he, sounds shot, shot Oh, him. oh, 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 yeah. But it was yeah, Rom's fault enough.
4: for letting it slip about yeah. the 50 bars.
0: The fact yeah, he's that the Rom wa- was ever a spy is a mistake.
3: Okay, but if Gala was Jack, we would be like, what a fucking asshole that guy is. So See, I think true. we should just say that Gala's an asshole. I mean, Gala,
1: Gala's a jerk, yeah. Rom flapped his butterfly wings, and Gala was the hurricane.
0: Okay, I'll take that. This is a story of a hurricane. All right, so we're going to scratch the Magnificent Seven idea from now on, and we're gonna just, just, just going to go full weekend at Bernie's with this. Hell because yes. Because the writers can't help it when they have a Ferengi episode to turn it into a fucking cartoon show. It was going so well, and then they decided to sitcom it up. Fucking hell. I wrote down in my, in my notes, if Serena was our walking prop last episode, then Keevan is literally our walking prop this episode. <laughs> So in all of the confusion over what the fuck is going on with Kivan, the Ferengi somehow managed to kill the Jem'Hadar guards. We reunite Moot Mu- with Moogie, and we space Iggy Pop. I fucking wish the end. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh they made it to wow! Space Iggy Pop. They took him into yeah, him I know.
0: But I was, I was. The moment we met Iggy Pop, or I get uh, Yelgrun is the character's name. I was done with him. <laughs>
3: No way. You should have loved him. He was hating the Ferengi as much as you were. Yeah, but he was (laughs) terribly miscast. Yeah, he's
4: not not the best
3: actor. I liked him. I mean, I, I agree he wasn't the best actor, but I enjoyed him.
0: Here's the thing. Picture Iggy Pop as any other fucking race and it works better.
3: I literally can't. I have no idea about anything about Iggy Pop. I don't even know what he looks like outside of that makeup. I only know <laughs> that he's a singer. So replace the ears
1: with human ears, and that's pretty much what he looks like.
0: Kind of hot. Yeah, right. I know that... looking
1: what
3: to. That's what happens.
0: So- so Ira, Ira Stephen Bear is like the hugest fanboy of Iggy Pop.
4: Oh, what did I? I said that when we were watching yeah, the show. Yeah. You're like, why did they get Iggy Pop? And I was like, oh, I bet you Ira Bear was a fan. Yeah, I
0: looked it up. It was Ira he Bear. He looks like
4: a fan of of <laughs> like he looks like he would be a fan of yeah. Iggy Pop.
0: And the thing is, they wanted to get Iggy Pop back in past tense to play the character that ultimately ended up being Clint Howard. Clint Howard.
1: Yeah, yes.
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 that one. I feel exactly. like you said
1: that at the time, actually. Yeah.
0: yeah. And the thing with, with Iggy Pop, someone who's, who is notorious for, like, being a fucking rock star and turn him into a Vorda, a species that's fairly static, fairly bland. Every line that came out of his mouth sounded wrong. <laughs> it Like, I, I just wish they had put him in any other fucking show.
4: Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I really like this episode. Um, Is it top
0: five?
4: I don't know if it's top five. It's
0: Jake's favorite episode.
4: It's it's definitely <laughs> it's probably the top Ferengi episode uh, yeah. for me. But um, I,
0: don't I don't know, know. House I, of Cork.
4: Yeah, House of Cork's pretty good too. But I don't know because I do I do like the side characters. I even like the device of weekend at Kevon's. Wow. And um,
0: <laughs> wow, it I made just such I a think... turn. I was like, what?
4: I, I just think I, I I guess I misremember. I thought that this that there was more like that happened way too late in the episode. <laughs> and and then everything was just resolved far too quickly. And maybe maybe like the writers wrote themselves into a corner and they're like, hmm, you know, it it won't it won't take anybody long to figure out that Kivon is just a reanimated corpse. <laughs> so we can't write too much more into this episode. But I do think that uh I don't know. I just, I remember there being more with the, uh, with Kevon, and I like Kevon even when he was alive and like, he was, <laughs> you know, he, he was just so pissed off to be there. He, he was like your stereotypical angry, angsty teenager that got yeah. brought along on the family vacation.
1: Except the family vacation will end with him literally being murdered.
2: Yeah. I think, he just I think, expected yeah. to be
1: murdered by his own people, not a Ferengi. The,
2: the whole time he knew he was going to die and he just wanted it to get on with. Like, yeah. he's just so sick I'm of surprised. dealing with people. I'm surprised
0: he didn't find a way to kill himself earlier, considering that's what he says Vorda are supposed to do when they're captured.
3: He probably didn't want to die. He was probably yeah, hoping I he was going to be able to avoid it somehow.
4: Yeah, I think he's. I mean, he showed. In, in Rocks and Shoals, <laughs> he really demonstrated that. Um, he has, he has no honor, as as yeah. Worf
1: would say. So, like,
4: he, he's it, just going to do anything to survive.
1: As I came, was commenting on, like, how if you actually you know, step back from this sort of zany comedy thing, it's like, this is actually kind of horrible. It's really and was bad. Like, and I was like, you know, <laughs> if anyone deserves to have their corpse meat puppeted around and then laughed at because they couldn't turn it off, it's this
3: dickhead No,
0: I liked Kivan. He was also kind of cute. <laughs> well,
3: let's be real. You like you like Gul'dan, who also probably deserves this kind of treatment. So. No, he
0: does not. He absolutely does not. I
3: mean, rest assured, don't lie. you'd go one division on him. I don't there's know. There's
4: another kivon that has just True. been
1: activated, so he survives. Oh, in
0: okay. In, in that story. case, we're all cool.
4: Yeah, you know, they've warded They're all clones.
1: It would be great. I know he won't, but it'd be kind of great to go back to nor one more time. And there's just his half desiccated body still walking M- into M- that P-Nor. pillar. <laughs> yeah,
3: the rest of the show takes place on Terok North. Sorry, Empoknor. Yeah,
1: I mean, we
4: do go back to Empoknor, Nor, but I don't think we see any more Kivan.
0: Damn it. They, That's they yeah, clean, it probably cl- for the they best. They clean the joint up. There's so much in this episode that is incredibly convoluted, and some of it I gave a pass because I just knew, okay, they're just doing this because they need to get to certain points, like, there's no reason to to kidnap Moogie. there's no reason this thing with the whole making uh, Kivan walk like a corpse be a fucking (laughs) possibility. There's a lot that's just like, what the hell are you doing?
1: Uh, bah, bah. Walk like a corpse. Talk like a corpse. Doo, 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 doo. Yeah. So it's f- funny, here in my head. I, I feel once. as though this,
4: this episode was somebody's like, wouldn't it be fun if we did a get a dream team of Ferengi together and they have a goofy adventure and then they built the rest of it around that idea? That's oh, yeah. totally. Absolutely.
3: Yeah. Let's just do Ferengi's 11.
1: There's one thing that. I wish they had done, and I'm really sad they didn't. What was it? If during the training sequence, one of them had a whip.
0: Oh, okay, that oh, would be yeah. kind of fun. Yeah, not yeah. one of them had
1: the electro whip. The training Aww. sequence
0: was fucking gold. Like I'll say yeah. that. Like I, I was, thought, like, I walked into this expecting to be like, "Uh, oh, fine, you guys have fun, go ahead." I really enjoyed the the training sequence when they shoot <laughs> Boogie. <laughs> Fucking Brunt want, runs away.
2: I,
3: <laughs>
0: screaming. I, I love What a it.
3: beautiful scream from Brunt.
2: <laughs> so I think, I think, so Lek the Eliminator, I think was probably the standout character. Oh
0: my God. We met yeah. him once before too. I,
2: did? I didn't, I didn't remember that actually. It's
0: so brief because I think they cut a bit of it from, so in Ferengi love songs before Quark goes to Zek to be like, hey, whatever, this, 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 there's another Ferengi in there already who's talking with Zek. Zek says, oh, you should put your money in this. And the guy leaves. That's Lek. Oh. Oh,
3: cool. Um, oh, cool. But he's not I given it. I knew that because I read not, your uh, description in the chat. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead, Jake. Sorry. He's not,
4: he's not given a name or right. traits. He's yeah, just but they brought him back because they car- liked him. Uh, Yeah. And they already had the makeup that fit his head.
1: <laughs> I do wish we had a little more time. I am, I am super fascinated by the idea of a Ferengi assassin.
3: Yeah.
4: And like I, what kind of jobs even, does he normally get? It's gotta be like debt collection.
3: Industrial <clears throat> right. espionage. Well, okay,
2: so so with debt collection, if you kill your if you kill your debtor, they can't pay you. But yeah.
4: that's so, actually not true because what because can just, they can sell the, the remains. That oh, needed. that's true. The, that's true.
0: Also, what have they got in their pockets? Just take it.
1: Yeah, I right. presume he's hired by not Ferengi more often than not. Yeah.
4: But I why would know. a not Ferengi hire a
1: Ferengi assassin no because one who it. the he- exactly who <laughs> would see it coming like when he shows up at your big party if you're worried about assassins you're like you're eyeing the nausicaan over there and the klingon over there and maybe that human you never know with a human
3: and apparently the Breen.
1: yeah and meanwhile you know you're not looking at the ferengi partly because he's hiding in the crowd because everyone else is three feet taller than him and then he's just suddenly behind you like stab and he waddles away I, I also,
2: I just liked how Lek wasn't even in it for the money. Yeah. yeah. Like it was, it was, it was literally, he just likes killing people yeah. and he likes it when it's tricky. Yeah. Although still they not try to cheat him. Oh, well, yeah. Well, I the, mean, there's,
3: I mean, there's the principle of the thing at that point. Yeah. yeah, yeah, don't, yeah lie,
0: exactly. don't lie to the man.
2: Yeah. No, uh, I love, I love at the end, Lek says something like, this was the least organized, yeah. most unprofessional experience I've ever been involved in. And if you're gonna do it again, give me a call. Like... <laughs> okay, man. Yeah,
3: absolutely. Are they gonna do it again? No, we don't have to ever see Ferengi's twelve. Yeah, Julia Robert as herself.
0: Well, what's very funny? So, That's I, so just the singular. I made a bunch of allusions to the Magnificent uh, Seven already, and you'd think that with an episode like the Magnificent Ferengi, an uh, a episode about gathering a team together to go do a whole heroism hero. No, heroic thing, you'd think it would actually be based on the Magnificent Seven, but the writers claim up and down they never even thought about it? I, well, then what the fuck? I don't. I don't
2: so this, this falls lie. into one of the yeah. many yeah, episodes be a lie. where the writers claim that the episode has nothing to do with something when it clearly does, and like for whatever
1: reason they just have to lie about it. Yeah, because like, even it's the director funny. clearly thought it was. Well, yeah, he, the director
0: and the actors, like, they went their own way.
1: Yeah, because, like, even the scene, you know, where they're getting ready for the initial prisoner transfer negotiations, you know, the, the close-up on the eyes as they all kind of glance at each other. That's very spaghetti western. Yeah, well, yeah.
4: and also just, like, it has the gathering of the team. It yeah. has the training montage. Like, yeah. those are two tropes that were are basically born of the Magnificent Seven, right? Yeah, like the
1: only thing it doesn't have is that it's not... You know the whole like, villagers have to get a team to protect mm. them from outsiders. Thing. Also, yeah.
0: they all survive. And
1: yes. they all survive. somehow yeah. <laughs> they probably
0: shouldn't have.
1: Yeah, because we got with this. Because of course, there's a remake with the Seven Samurai. It's been done, homaged to death. Mm. Yeah, it was remade as the Magnificent Seven, which was remade again, again recently, but no one saw it.
0: Jake and I just They're... did. Yeah, oh, okay. watch
1: it
4: just so we can. It's not. It's not as good as the as the original. Yeah. Both, of,
0: both of them have strong points and less strong points. I'll say there's that. There's actually,
1: there's a sci-fi version that actually got one of the guys that was in The Magnificent Seven to be in it. Which one? Oh, I can't think of the title because it does not involve the word seven.
0: Oh, I mean, which uh, actor?
1: Oh, um, oh, I can I can picture his face, but I can't think of his name. He was the, like, younger guy, the younger cowboy, the one who, like, lied about his past.
0: I don't sure. Yeah, the, um, I I struggle with the movie because I have trouble telling people apart. So
1: mm. there was there
4: was that. Yeah, he was the one. Yeah, because that, that that was the funny thing about that movie is that there's there's actors that are very famous, very well known. You know, Ewell Brenner and you know, Charles Bronson. Yeah, and then and then there's like the couple of guys that are just like uh Oh, Steve McQueen, right? You know, it's just like these yeah. are like household names that are very recognizable, and then there's these other guys that just didn't quite reach
1: those heights. Well, see, the other the one I'm thinking of who was in both was he's. You're he didn't get as big as those other fellows, but he's a huge character actor. Like he's a wicked that guy. Uh, hmm. So he's not a complete like you probably look at him and go like, oh yeah, it's uh, him. He usually plays a lawyer.
0: How neat I have a great uh, quote in my book I want to read. But, uh, actually. Yeah. Because you know, even if the the writers claim up and down this wasn't an homage, Armin and Max recognized it immediately. Mm. So they went and they watched the movie themselves. They had a cute nice. little movie <laughs> night, which I think is adorable. And it the is. quote the quote from uh, from Max that I have is: Armin and I looked at the movie. I guess I thought of myself as wimpy Steve McQueen and Armin as Yule Brynner, which seemed right because he and Yul Brynner have the same kind of head.
1: The
4: <laughs> old does have a very distinctive head.
1: <laughs> he's got a distinctive look, just full on.
4: Yeah, I've like he's not. I don't think he was naturally bald, but he played. He played like a ball. I was. He was in the King and I. Yep. He was like that was, I, bre- oh, that was his. That right. was his That was his breakout role, and because he was bald for that role, that became his signature look. So the Everyone rest yeah. of his career, there was he more just...
0: head than hair. So,
4: <laughs> so he just he just retained that look for for the rest of his career and life. Really, I don't
1: think he ever grew hair. It was it was great for him though. Was like when he did start to actually go bald, no one had any clue.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's true.
1: I don't think he
4: got old enough to go bald because he died of lung cancer. Oh, uh, that's
3: right. That's what oh. you did.
1: That's what you did back then. You either died of lung cancer or a uh, massive heart attack from only eating beef.
3: Mm. Well, and still smoking cigars. Yeah, just just the lung cancer yeah, that would get you first. That's yeah. all.
1: Yeah. Well, I think it's like, it was like, which would get you first? The ca- lung cancer or the, the heart, heart attack?
3: Yeah.
1: Oh, but yes, as I said in the last episode, well, our not our, the first half of this episode, why? Why can anyone just take the Jeffries tube into Cisco's office? I I love that.
0: Where were
1: that. they going? I I don't know because like Rom said, he was following Quark, who doesn't know his way around the Jeffreys tubes.
3: <laughs> Guys, you know how it you know how it is. Sometimes you take the wrong turn at Albuquerque. You know. Oh yeah, cartoon just, show. Right. That's just I think, how it I is, think that
2: was like the best the best use of the contractually obligated on-screen appearance.
3: Oh yeah. my god, it is like was so just good. just
2: t- just having Robin Quark just open a weird hatch into Cisco's office and he's sitting at his chair and just looks at them. And <laughs> they're like, I think I took a wrong turn. <laughs>
3: Well, what's what does he say, like, like, I would say so, or yeah, like yeah. something like and that? that. And it was so that's, good. And that's it. <laughs> it was really good. I enjoyed I mean... It. Even Cisco was fucking given up with Quark and his shenanigans. Though yeah. <laughs> <The, the laughs> Rom, he could have probably technically disciplined Spanxed. being Starfleet well, and all. He, he
2: a- knew it was Quark's fault.
3: Oh, yeah.
4: <laughs> well, this also, it's just like the... the, the so, Op, <sighs> if you know, if you look at the station... Ops is like a pod that is yeah, that's pod. true. So, like, they would have had to, cl- like, climb a really long ladder yeah. were, from wherever they were. Like, it they was, were, it was in, not easy to get lost and end up in ops.
2: They were no, in the guts true. of the
1: ship for three days before they
0: found can do it.
1: Yeah. But now, this isn't the weirdest thing that's happened to Cisco this week. You know, like... The, all the crazy shit that happens, Bajoran weirdos, wormhole stuff. They like, still
0: have Ducat as a prisoner somewhere.
1: Yeah, like having a couple of frogmen poke their heads into his office. That's like that's a that's a break, you know. I was like, oh, good. I was uh, I was in the middle of something weird, and this is a nice reset. All
0: right, so moving moving on, I think it's an entire stretch that the Dominion would even kidnap kidnap Moogie in the first place. But the original idea was that they would have kidnapped Zek, and the and the heist or the uh, goal of the Ferengi SWAT team here would be to go rescue Zek, except Wallace Shawn wasn't available. Uh, so they swapped it out with Moogie. and I still don't understand why they thought this is something the Dominion would do when they've never done something like this before.
1: So here's the thing, right? Yeah. I don't know why they would have kidnapped Zek in the first place. Okay. But... You could still imagine that's what they thought they were doing, since he probably sent her on his ship and she was going to Vulcan for an earlift. We know he's been going to Vulcan for medical treatment, mm. but different medical treatment. So they probably were surprised as anyone else when it wasn't Zek. Mm. Yeah, but why wouldn't they have just killed her? Like Maybe unless, they...
2: unless they've been throwing Moogie into one of those like prison battle tank like battle battle prisons? <laughs> where Moogie has been like fighting, <laughs> yeah. There
0: you go. Uh, actually, uh, actually nightly. Aren't the are the Ferengi in a what is it called the non-aggressive pact or something? I don't, I don't think they've established.
4: Division? No, they haven't really what?
2: said what their situation is. Well, I mean, they're they're
0: I let think Quark stay on the station.
2: Yeah, yeah. Quark I think I think it's safe to assume that at the very least the Ferengi are officially hands off and staying yeah, out of it. I,
4: I don't think that. I mean, they're probably selling weapons to both sides, but. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, pulling an old Jameson. Yeah. Um but you know, I so okay. All right, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw some head cannon on Do it. you. Do it. Do it. So <laughs> I agree with Chris that they were trying to abduct Zach, and the reason that they were abducting Zach was they were going to extort him because he would maybe be able to negotiate and get access to the fungus, the uh, the mushrooms that they need to make. The white. There we go. And they were it's all about picked. the mushrooms. So they were going to try to extort him to get access.
0: But that was an to... episode ago, and they've they've already solved that because I think the the uh, Starfleet just gave them the planet. So why do they well, still have Moogie?
4: Maybe they need more parts. Maybe they need more mm. stuff. Because the only reason I could possibly imagine that the Dominion would try to abduct anybody, but you know, let alone the leader of Ferenginar would be for some access that they have, because okay. there's, there's yeah.
1: no strategic reason to do that. You know as It was, was Moogie. They were after. Those motherfuckers love themselves some some squill syrup, or whatever, and they heard Quark got his hands on Oh, there some.
0: we go. Okay, this is the real one, then.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Everybody loves squill syrup.
1: But then they, they couldn't admit that's what they were after, like their pride just wouldn't let them when they were like, oh, we got a Vorta here. They were gonna be like, you can have your mother for squill syrup! But before they could say that, it was like, hey, we got your Vorta," and they had to go like,
3: we'd rather have squill syrup. Oh, I guess <laughs> we'll take that also. Unlike Aww. squill syrup, we have ten of him in deep
0: freeze <laughs> true <laughs> but but they also don't they, they assume that perhaps kivon gave information or might have information or something well i yeah. think that was what the Frankie were yeah. trying to tell them yeah he might not and it, it might be all for nothing but he's dead so, anyway so, so i
2: think i think what the vorder were going to do is they were going to take kivon and then they were going to say hey kivon what did you tell them and kivon would say nothing and then they torture him to death waiting for him to say something and that's what Kivon was like knew was was ahead of him basically. It was that he knew he they he was going to be asked and then probably tortured to death. I was kind of yeah.
0: surprised when Kivon escaped briefly
2: mm. that they
0: didn't just find him dead somewhere from his own hand.
1: Well, cuz he doesn't want to kill himself.
0: Yeah, but he kind of knows like there's no there's nowhere there's no other option for him, I don't think.
4: Mm. Well, I mean, escaping on the ship would be
1: an option. Yeah, you could oh,
3: okay, okay. All right. Okay. Yeah, he was going to just steal their uh their ship and <laughs> You know, Gray.
1: If you knew the engines were broken, why did you chase me? Because sometimes (laughs) my brother gets things wrong. That was good. (laughs) But, but, by that
2: logic, sometimes he gets things
0: right. Sometimes. Sometimes uh... He married up. Or sideways. He married.
4: Yeah, but man, talk about a fuck-up ROM with uh, letting slip the the 50 bars thing. Mm-hmm.
2: Also, totally believable. Yeah. yeah.
0: I'm going to give Quark a little bit of guff for that, because Quark should have from the off not told Rom about the 50 bars and only told Rom about the 20 bars.
1: Yeah. 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 Who knows? Maybe it's actually 75.
0: (gasps) That's a good point. He didn't even tell the audience. (laughs) That's how much Moogie is worth to Zek. I also really, really hate that Moogie and Zek are still a thing.
3: Yeah. Oh, I was kind of, I was kind of glad. Oh, I, I hate that. Rookie, <laughs> I lo- deserves some happiness. I I'm love that.
1: Apparently, it didn't occur to Quark to ever mention this to Rom until right now. I also yeah. thought that
3: was weird, and it was like kind of sloppy in terms of exposition.
0: Because he, he'd know Rom would spill his guts to any other Ferengi, and that would it's be a true. bad thing.
4: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it is a huge secret. Not anymore. I mean, it sounds like like they, they while well, they destroyed Brunt for it. You know, just yeah, just, just he's he's a, he's a broken man now.
0: Oh, with a ship, the ship, the ah,
1: I forgot. Um, sultry McLass there from the last episode. Okay, she was the Benzite in the ship.
0: She was. I was going to I was going to mention that she was Hoya oh, who got yeah.
1: You got blown up on the runabout. Like it was very weird when I clicked on her actress's uh, name in Memory Alpha. I'm expecting to see <laughs> that character, and instead it's, it's a, a fucking Benzite. Benzite yeah, it's like wait, 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 Hold on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, well, we'll see.
4: We'll see that crew again. It all comes back to the ship.
0: It kind of does.
3: That's no, a, I also, the key.
0: I also think Moogie was an amazing prisoner because her, she and Yelgrun just seemed to be such friends immediately.
3: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if that was a line that he delivered very well. I'd love to hear more. But if your son doesn't get here soon, I'm going to have to kill you. I thought that was a good delivery.
2: Yeah. Maybe that's maybe that's why... She wasn't killed. Is she like she was just really pleasant to the Vorta, yeah. and they're like, "Wow, this Giving is them advice." Very different than our normal interactions with people from this side of the wormhole,
1: or or the very, very different, Ferengi. yeah. Uh, she that that woman just you know spent a lot of her character points on uh, charisma, mm.
3: truly, and the rest on financing. 20s.
1: Yes. <laughs> Man, so Ferengi, I mean, we, we know that a lot of species live very long times, very long lives, but uh, her ears haven't looked this good in over a century. So it sounds like Ferengi are particularly long-lived.
3: Oh, is that what she said when yeah. she was talking about using whatever that oil was that she was using? No, no,
1: that, that was why her head was so smooth. Ah, but she, she went to Vulcan for an earlift.
3: lift. Oh, right, 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 right.
4: I'm surprised that they are, like, really good plastic... Surgeons on Vulcan like It doesn't seem like a career path That would have a lot of uh...
3: Well I think the joke is that they're really good with ears Because remember they uh-huh. helped oh. Zek With his ears and they have big pointy ears Well no, no so they were helping
1: a... Zek with his neurological deterioration oh, yeah, yeah,
3: just kidding. He had, he, yeah, sorry He
4: had like Parkinson's or something he, he was like He had a problem that yeah would be something That Vulcan's would be interested in but cosmetic surgery just doesn't seem like something that uh, doesn't seem would, logical. Concer- would concern the Vulcans all that much.:
3: Well, maybe they could con- maybe they convinced the Vulcans that actually it was affecting her hearing, so she really needed <laughs> something.
0: Oh, I did like that between this episode and the previous episode, we just have like a theme of just putting people with really good hearing in a room together. Yeah, because mm. all, all the the genetically enhanced folk had really great hearing. And then we have Ferengi and Vorda who have great hearing.
2: hmm Oh wait, sorry. I forgot a thing in the last episode God I wanted to bring it. up. Every time O'Brien showed up, it was super cute. Yeah. Over like the first like uh, everyone everyone like it's like all of the augmented people really liked O'Brien, and they said it was because he was like uncomplicated.
0: He's dumb. And, He's a dumb brick.
3: Blood <laughs> <love> and- tool. <laughs> tool O'Brien's back <laughs> but, again.
2: But the best part was the second... So he he showed up to repair, like, a, a thing that was making a high-pitched whine, and he fixes it, and then he comes back later, and is just like, oh, hey, Bashir, how's it going? Hey, everyone, just gonna walk over here and replace this power conduit thing and ever and uh, patrick was just like it doesn't need fixing because mm-hmm. he knew that o'brien showed up just to see bashir yeah like Aww. he was like oh you miss you miss, oh, <laughs> you miss your friend what, i
0: didn't think that's what that was i thought that was just showing that patrick is very smart and o'brien didn't no, i didn't, didn't have information patrick had
2: I'm, oh, yeah, pretty no, no, sure, was... I'm pretty sure it was O'Brien was missing his friend and so went to go check up on him
3: oh, and yeah. make
2: sure he was doing okay. And Patrick saw right through it instantly. It was also like, the,
1: the party scene where his hair is curly enough that for a second it held the hat in place <laughs> even though the string wasn't around his chin.
3: <laughs> that was cute. Yeah, there was a He nice was also line. standing perfectly still at that point.
1: Yeah, but still, it was funny. It
0: was a nice line O'Brien had that was something to the effect of uh, Bashir. Either I'm stupider than you give me credit for, or you're not as smart as you think you are. Mm. And the answer is both.
3: Yes. Well, to me, the answer was just no. Yeah, O'Brien, you you shocked me with being smart. To be honest, I don't.
2: I can't. I can't remember if this was in an earlier episode too or not. But when they're playing darts, Julian has to stand further away.
0: Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah they did that for us. Originally, back, he had but... to stand
1: further away and behind a plinth. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Apparently, they decided the behind a plinth was over egging the pudding.
3: And they probably hit a few people.
1: <laughs> True.
3: Couldn't is it see customary for
4: cargo bays to have holodecks or like hollow? They Did must they have had hit? to
1: have installed some emitters. Yeah. They must have. That makes sense. Uh, credit to Jeffrey Combs and um, Demar's Casey actor. Biggs. Thank you, Casey Biggs. Fucking with with Patrick right in their faces, having to pretend like they weren't there. Oh, that's true. Oh
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Like that's, that's some a good one. <laughs> they were
0: holograms, Chris.
1: <laughs> that is some. That is some. Uh, you know, that is some Christmas Carol caliber ignoring a character acting.
2: I'll be honest. I didn't even think about the fact that they're that they were actor. You know that they had to have been in the same place at that moment. No, like they, I they were really, for, I really forgot.
1: Yep. Yeah. Because like, he got really close to I think Damar. He was like right up in his face and. Damar, like, just, just didn't, I can't imagine, there must be some delightful outtakes from that scene.
0: Yeah.
2: Oh, and there was one last thing about, sorry, I should have brought up all this stuff during when we were discussing that episode. At the end, when Lauren kisses Bashir... She like talks into his open mouth. Yes,
3: yeah, At that was end, wild. Where she's like,
2: she's like, I want to say goodbye, but like, it's it. You hear it like, yep, yep. It, like in out of Bashir's his mouth. mouth. Oh, it was really God. weird. say? I was like, I was like, oh, this,
0: ugh. I oh, want to like, say goodbye into your face. <laughs>
2: It's like this is this is upset me more than almost anything in the episode is
3: you talking into someone else's mouth. <laughs> it didn't upset me as much as the fact that he looked really into it. That was slightly. Of course, more he upsetting. was into it. I know, but yikes! Every
1: part of Bashir was going into resisting her.
3: Well, he would read her file except for at least one part. I'm guessing. Oh no, <clears throat>
0: the tongue. Uh,
3: uh, yeah,
0: back on that's the one back on Ferengi though. Yes. So Gala was the same actor, I believe, that we saw before. Pretty sure, yeah. In like business him. as usual, he was acting. I don't know if it's a, the the acting in business and as usual was him being more like conniving and that kind of Ferengi, whilst this episode he was more silly, cartoonish Ferengi. But I wasn't into it.
1: Well, he was that thing. Is he was last time he was still doing the whole weapons dealing thing. He was working on extracting himself and setting up Quark as his replacement.
3: He owns a moon.
1: He owns a moon. You know, he was was at the top of his game. Blessed. Now we've met him broken. Yeah. Um, So, like, again, you know, your mileage may vary on how you feel about his performance, but he definitely shouldn't have been the same guy because he has been just destroyed. He was picked up for vagrancy, for God's sake.
0: See, he didn't seem destroyed to me he seemed cartoonish.
1: That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I think think the direction the character changed makes sense, but I'm not sure about the execution on it. Yeah. Like, he should have been different, but yeah, maybe he should have been different in a different way.
0: Like, even the Uh, makeup, like I didn't even recognize him as the same actor because the makeup, I don't know if it just felt more exaggerated or, like, differently lit that it was just fine of silly.
1: Maybe, yeah. I
0: don't know. There was something about him. I didn't notice. Also, Jake, that
1: does seem to uh, support your point. The man was in jail for vagrancy in a Starfleet prison. Yeah. And he had to pay a fine. But I thought Starfleet didn't have money. So how do vagrants, first of all, exist? And how do they pay for the... What?
4: Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Also, the fact that, like, he was in a fairly large, like hold like it looked like a holding cell yeah and you know there was like a dedicated guard just for him so i don't know if like maybe that was a not his usual cell maybe he was
0: being transported to quark
1: maybe maybe yeah oh yeah maybe yeah maybe he'd been transported from a not federation prison or something i don't know
3: well is Ferenginar part of the oh goodness no so maybe that's why maybe you can't be a vagrant in a starfleet territory if you're not Part
1: well, of that that ain't very neighborly. I, yeah.
3: No, but I, mean, I guess I just
1: I could, oops
3: sorry. No, I was just gonna say like it wouldn't surprise me though. Like look at what we've done to people trying to legally seek asylum in America. True.
0: So I guess it would have been worse. Good. They could have arrested Gala instead of for vagrancy for all the war crimes. Yeah,
1: yeah, but see then then it wouldn't just be a fine to get him out.
3: Oh, plus I, they were. Fair. Plus they were probably fucking buying arms from him anyway. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I guess him arms. I, I guess Somebody I guess I just Starfleet was Ronald Reaganing it up. Sorry, James. Not so good.
2: Uh, I, I guess I just assume that he was arrested on Ferringinar or in a Ferringinar like Ferengi controlled territory cuz Ferengi would definitely arrest someone for vagrancy. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, now uh, that makes sense. But yeah, <laughs> I just assume that but there's not
1: necessarily any reason to think that. Oh god, maybe that's what the Ferengi, Ferengi the Dominion actually wanted with Zach. They wanted drilling rights on Ferenginar because that mossy ass fungal ass planet has even more stuff they could use to make white with.
3: It's not a bad theory. I don't think you drill for mushrooms though. <laughs> that's,
2: that's true. <laughs> that is true. I it doesn't matter how deep I drill, I'm not finding
4: <laughs> any mushrooms. <laughs> ah, we've we've struck portabella. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, I did love that scene where they're all waxing nostalgic about what a just just mossy, rotting planet it is because it just doesn't How stop raining. It is. Yeah. Oh, I
0: miss yeah. the moistness.
1: Yeah. Blech. Also, <laughs> nice I, I, I I do appreciate that uh, Quark worked out all this stuff about the syrup just because somebody bought some Ferengi rain slippers.
0: Hmm. Yeah, he's, just been he's nice rain slippers.
1: Yeah, yeah, have him for the future when the drought's over. But go no on vacation. Quark, Quark knew he was like, no, nah, no, nah, the nose knows. Quark's good when he when he wants to be. The lobes nobes. There we go.
0: <laughs> I love it. So Quark says, like, I can do one of two things: I can expose this guy, or I can get myself a ton of uh, syrup of squill. And I say to myself, the fact that you're telling everybody in right? the bar here means that you've just done both. <laughs> That's what
3: I said too. He did say that confirm. It's like wait a minute, quark. Yeah, but he's
2: already gotten the squill at
3: this point,
4: <laughs> so yeah, it doesn't true. matter.
2: <laughs> true. Yeah, if anything it's that, would cause, a, that would cause a that would cause a rush on, on him. it. If everyone was like, wait, there's squill, like that's people, true. People he's would go for that wild. world
3: word of mouth.
2: Yeah. There they would smart. be a huge rush on his supply. He's yeah, smart. only he's got it. Also, I mean <laughs>
4: like people have been trying for years to take down
1: big squill. True. So uh
3: it's in everything. Yeah. So they're replacing sugar with it. Yeah. Sons of bitches.
1: Squill and soy. You can't avoid them.
3: All right. Well, speaking of things you can't avoid. (laughs) Us returning next week. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. We'll do it. It I'm sorry, but we're going to be here. I liked it. (laughs) We're going to keep doing this. So next week, we're going to talk about two more Deep Space Nine episodes. Waltz and Who Mourns for Mourn. I hope that nothing bad happens for Mourn to mourn. Whatever. But I guess we'll see. I don't know. Uh if you like what you heard and you want to hear more you can find a star to steer her by where all fine podcasts are sold we are on Spotify SoundCloud uh I almost said we're on Twitter that's not right that's later uh we're on <laughs> Apple Podcast and Google Podcast and Stitcher Yeah I don't think I mentioned Stitcher yet um Twitter no, Spencer. not Twitter, Tumblr. Uh, you can also find <laughs> us on our other homes on the Internet. We are on Facebook. Just search a star to steer her by or uh, find us at SSHB podcast on Twitter and Tumblr. You can also find us at SSHBpodcast.com, which is our website where you can read all the things, all of them. Anyway, as usual, I have been Caitlin.
1: Jake. This has been Chris.
0: This has been Ames and I'm James. Hey, big thanks to our special guest, the magnificent James. Hooray!
3: The magnificent
4: James. Special.
3: And the the profit, the real profit was the friends we made along the way. Well, fuck, there was already an episode about that, but whatever. There were no. somehow in this very Ferengi heavy day there were no rules of acquisition at all. Nothing even close. Nothing even really quotable. So thanks a lot. You had one fucking job.